Hello, hello. Welcome to Women Who Rise, a podcast created to inspire and support you as you journey through life, your life. I'm your host, Sabrina Renee, and I'm incredibly grateful you've tuned in to join me today. This is a heartfelt, spirit-led community created for women who are craving more and committed to living deeply and with intention. I will be exploring topics ranging from spirituality, mindfulness, marriage and family, to nutrition, living intuitively, and lifestyle by design, and a whole lot more. My vision is for this podcast to be both raw and real, free of judgment and shame, in an effort to support you as you grow, transform, and rise up as the beautiful woman you were created to be. So take a moment to get cozy. Grab your favorite bevy and let's get started. I feel like I'm just settling in on this amazing Saturday. It's about noon and I'm snuggled up on a couch. It's stormy outside here in the Pacific Northwest and I've got a blanket wrapped around me and I'm very excited to share the little bit of information that I have for you today. Thank you so much to those of you who reached out and expressed appreciation for the last few podcasts. This is all new to me and I'm kind of feeling my way around and figuring it all out, but it's very exciting and very fun. So I do want to share with you today something that is near and dear to me and I talk with women all the time about this topic and um I want to talk to you about not feeling connected with uh, your spouse or significant other and possibly why. As I've mentioned earlier, I've been married 28 years and a lot has happened in those 28 years. I found myself very busy and I'm married to a man who worked a lot in the early years and I was a codependent young 22 year old when we got married he was 31 almost 32 and the age difference came into play and then I really had this romantic idea of what marriage was going to be like I really believed that I was a princess of sorts (laughs) embarrassing as it may seem or sound I really felt like he was my knight in shining armor and everything was going to be okay now and I stepped out under the wings of my parents and immediately went into being married to kind of like another father figure. Um, I didn't realize it at the time but that's essentially what was happening and he's an amazing man but I had a lot of things I needed to work on and I didn't realize it. So life got really busy. We were busy with our careers and uh, busy with life and then kids came along and things got even busier and there was a great disconnect that happened and it was about probably two or three years three years ago I looked at my husband and I said well the kids are all moved out we have one at home but the three girls had moved out and I said I don't want to be one of those old married couples that sits and looks at each other and doesn't even really know who the other person is. And I'm finding that this is really common with a lot of people. And honestly, it isn't just being married for the number of years that we've been married. 
And by the way, that doesn't have to happen. I just think it naturally does because we don't put in the effort that we really need to to make it work. And so in talking with a lot of other, both men and women, honestly, I've found that there's a busyness that happens and we settle into our relationship, which is great, and we just get busy with life, busy with the careers that we have, busy with hobbies that we may have, and if we don't share those hobbies, then we're in different places at different times, busy with the kids, and and that responsibility oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes falls on the responsibility of the wife, and it is very taxing. Enjoyable, yes, but taxing as well, and the pressures of life settle in. It changes all the time, but financially, sometimes we end up in a position where things are very, very difficult financially, and we carry that as a very heavy burden, and it does affect our relationship in every way. And also family turmoil or drama, whether it's within our home or whether it could even be with our in-laws or our own family dynamics. It's just, it, it causes turmoil sometimes. And then also caring for a loved one. If we're caring for our, um, the person that we're with or our children get sick or maybe we have a parent that gets sick, all of that can take time away from our relationship. And we can feel at times like we're treading water. And sometimes it may feel like we're just getting through it, barely making it. So going back to the beginning, and I heard this on a podcast uh, by Tony Robbins. He was counseling a man whose marriage was falling apart. And he said, what was it like when you first met? And we have to all go back there because I think like, there's a reason why we chose to be with the person that we're with. In the beginning, dating was so much fun. I think our heart skips a beat when we get a little text message or a phone call, or maybe we're sitting across the room from the person. If we're in a position where we're not sitting together and there's like a little flirtatious glance across the room and you know it's just for you and you feel so special, And we look forward to our time together, the late nights that are well-orchestrated, romantic evenings in the very beginning. Oftentimes, dating's expensive, but like it doesn't have to be, but just having someone plan out their time with you can make you feel so special. And then getting dressed up for the occasion, actually taking time to like make sure we're all glammed up and looking super sexy. And we feel sexy and we, we feel really adored by the person that we're with because you know what? They take time. They make sure to let us know how they feel about us when we're dating. And the newness of it all, all is really fun because we don't know anything about this person. It's like a clear palette, a blank slate, and we get to paint something amazingly beautiful. And then there's those times when we kind of go off the beaten path and we may park the car and have some steamy little encounter of kissing or whatever in the vehicle. And it's just so much fun. 
But I want to talk about that one little piece, the kissing piece. Just kissing. I swear to you, it's the absolute best. I actually came to my husband about a year ago and I said, you need to be different than everyone in my life because I have lots of friends. I have lots of people that I know and I connect with and talk to. I'm a relational person, but I needed my husband to step up to the plate in that area because kissing is really important and quite often it doesn't happen much. And it's really sad. So I think for women, I, in talking with women actually, it's not even what I think, it's talking with women. I think it's, well, I know, it's really common to not kiss anymore. We don't have that. It's like we just go in for the gold and we just start having sex. That, that's what they want and so we do it. And, and honestly, most of the time we're just, we're just tired. And if we don't feel that connection with our spouse, we're not going to probably really want to go there because if we have any sort of trauma in our background, whatever that looks like, it brings up a lot of old garbage, raw feelings of being used or ugh, it, I've, awful things. So uh, that can be, that's a whole other topic that I'm not super familiar with, but I do know what it feels like to be used. And so that's really important for someone to be interested in me sexually without all this, the other stuff, just being intimate and, and cultivating that part of our relationship by kissing. No expectations for more. It's a way of connecting at a very intimate level. And it's amazing. So in some ways... One may argue kissing to be more intimate than any other sexual expression. It opens a door for a lot of creativity and exploration. Think back to when you first met the person that you're with. So somehow a lot of married people just stop kissing or people that have been together for a really long time. So I looked it up. What percentage of married couples still kiss? And I found this. One British Heart Foundation study revealed that 18% of married people don't pucker up with their partner for an entire week, while 40% kiss for just five seconds or less. So do long-term couples kiss less because they no longer really need to? Listen. Kissing is considered to be one of life's greatest pleasures. I think it is. I think it's a lot of fun, personally. But it doesn't happen as often as it did back when I was a, you know, like, little... Well, I, I almost said little girl, but I wasn't kissing anybody as a little girl. I, when I was young, <laughs> put it that way. Um, did you know that kissing comes with health benefits? This is something that I find fascinating the, the lips have so many nerve endings, so it actually fires up a flood of signals to the brain. And your blood vessels dilate, blood pressure lowers, and your heart rate starts to pump. And we get in a relaxed state. So it's actually therapeutic in a way. And I think it's very healing to a relationship. And then our body starts to produce the happy chemicals, which are known as serotonin and dopamine. So both of those things are associated with cravings and desire. 
And this is why my number one advice, no lie, has been for a long time, number one advice to newly married couples is never stop kissing. Kissing is the gateway to so much more. It keeps us connected and it's our own nonverbal way of communicating our love and affection to the person that we're with. So it's really important, I believe, to ask yourself if you're in a relationship where you're not feeling connected, to ask yourself how you can cultivate that connection on your own. And I believe that kissing is one really great way to bring two people together in a way that they don't connect with anyone else. And going back to the nonverbal communication, there's a lot of feeling, a lot of emotion, and a lot of things that can be communicated through that one kiss. All right, so I can already hear some of you saying to yourself, well, I am missing the connection piece, but it does take two, and I already know my husband or my significant other isn't going to want to uh, take the necessary action that we need. You cannot speak for the other party. And so oftentimes, our inner voice comes into play and we think for other people, we speak for other people, and yet that isn't the reality. The other person may be feeling just as disconnected as you and not even know what to do about it. And so it could actually be a sigh of relief and a really great feeling to know that you step up to the plate and say, hey, look, I'm feeling a little disconnected and I really want to do something amazing for our relationship. And let me tell you what I think that could look like for us. Or maybe not even speak the words if that's what it comes down to and just start taking that first step. And just start cultivating the soil, so to speak. Get your hands a little dirty and have a little fun because it takes action to come to a place where there's real change. It doesn't just happen. We actually have to move to do that. So sometimes I think that we silence our own voice. We have been conditioned to believe that what we feel or what we have to say may not be important. And yet I dare you to rise up and to speak what you feel in a way that is going to bring a positive response to your relationship. So sit down and take a moment, think about what that looks like and and say what you need to say in a, in a way that's constructive, in a way that makes the other person feel valued and important. And they're going to want to move and do something in, with your relationship that brings a lot of great things. What you have to say 
and what you feel is important and whether or not the other person, you're not responsible for how the other person responds. But I think there's a fear that, well, what if, what if I say something and they don't like what I have to say? Well, you know what? You need to say it. You need to speak up and say what you need in your relationship and what's important to you. Mind you, I, I do encourage you to do it in a way that is going to be beneficial because I think that's important and that's wise. But don't be afraid to take your relationship to the next level because if you're in an area right now where you're not connecting, do you have to ask yourself, do you want to stay in this space for the rest of your life, for the rest of your marriage, for the rest of your relationship? Is this comfortable for you? And for me, I got to a place where I wasn't comfortable anymore. I lived a long time feeling very disconnected and had figured out a variety of ways over the years to kind of fill that void. And it really wasn't satisfactory. You know, uh, youth ministry, worship team, different committees that I was a part of, etc., um, filling, kind of filling those gaps with other people's relationships. It's not the same. So I think we all really desire that from the person that we're with. Granted, they cannot fill every single nook and cranny of our life. It would be too much to place on one person, but the intimacy piece is really important. And so take a look at your relationship and ask yourself, what is it that you can do differently to move forward in a very positive, very rich direction in your relationship and just invite the person that you're with, your partner, your spouse to come along for that journey. I hope that you enjoyed what I had to say today. Uh, I am making myself vulnerable in a sense. Um, If you appreciate this message, feel free to share it on Facebook, uh, to follow me on this podcast, just share it with your friends. And also I invite you to find me on Facebook. My personal profile is Sabrina Renee. My health and lifestyle coach profile is Sabrina Renee health and lifestyle coach on Facebook. And then you can find me on Instagram as the rooted whimsy. So I'll see you on the other side.